0: Hey everyone, welcome into this special edition, bonus episode of the WTOC Sports Podcast. We're going to talk a little Braves baseball today, Atlanta, the NLE's champs for the third consecutive year and getting ready to start their 2020 postseason run on Wednesday, game one of their best of three series with Cincinnati. First pitch scheduled for noon tomorrow. So before the series started, we wanted to get some Braves talk in for you. To do that, we turn to Gabe Burns, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Braves beat writer, who was kind enough to join me on the podcast talking about this team, their matchup with the Reds, and the Braves' playoff chances at large. So for more on the Atlanta Braves and the Major League Baseball playoffs, here's Gabe Burns. Gabe Burns of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the Braves beat writer for the paper, does an excellent job, and we appreciate him joining the WTOC Sports Podcast to talk some postseason baseball All right, Gabe, we'll get right into it. The third straight playoffs for the Atlanta Braves trying to close out this long drought. Haven't won a postseason series since 2001. When you look at this team, how do they stack up to the rest of the National League? We really haven't seen the Braves against these contenders all year.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. And it, it, it's tougher to weigh all these teams because obviously you're just, you know, in a 60-game season, you are just playing your division. And then the American League uh, version of that, in this case, the Braves were playing the AL East, which is a pretty good division. So they were at least facing, you know, some strong competition there. Uh, I mean, they finished with the third best, the third most wins in the National League. They got the second seed because the, one of the teams ahead of them, San Diego, which was runner-up in its division. So the Braves got the second seed for that reason. Uh, and then, last, I mean, last year they had 97 wins. You know, this year they come out, they get 35 wins in 60 games. So they're. while it's hard to just completely, you know, just say here's how they stack up against St. Louis or Chicago or L.A. or whatever or whoever else, I mean, this team has proven over the last three seasons that it is one of the top two or three operations in the NL right now. And that's despite, you know, what you mentioned, the lack of postseason success. And that's really, that's the storyline here. They're, they're trying to get over the hump, and it doesn't matter if it's a best of three, best of five, or best of seven. Uh, just winning a best of three uh, would be their first postseason series and almost, win in almost two decades, and that would be a huge deal.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned just the, one of the better run operations, and, and I think even taking a step forward this year, Freddie Freeman should be the National League MVP in my opinion, and then the addition of Marcelo Zuna has made this lineup even better. But now going into a three-game series with the Cincinnati Reds, and I'm looking across publications and a lot of people picking the Reds, they've won 11 of their last 14 and have a great pitching staff. Just how dangerous is this Cincinnati team?
1: Yeah, people are picking them because, like you just said, they're I mean, they're a really impressive club. You know, they made, they had a really busy winter. Uh, a lot of people, myself included, picked them to win the Central uh, before the shutdown. And you know, had it had it been a 162 game season, that might have been the case. Uh, they don't hit for average. Um, they have not. They have not been a huge run scoring team. At least, and they did get off to a slow start. And obviously, when you're playing only sixty games, that does skew some things. But they score over sixty one percent of their runs via the homer. So their so their game plan is pretty simple. They have really high level starting pitching, and they're going to try to just homer their way to homer their way to enough that they can go ahead and win. And they finished two games over five hundred. But I, I don't really think that that did it justice as to where this team is. And, you know, a lot of people thought the Braves kind of got a bad break here, uh, drawing, drawing this kind of team, which was clearly more talented and more tested than some of the other teams that were down there at the lower end of the bracket that the Braves could have gotten. At the same time, you know, and Freddie Friedman mentioned this when he talked with us today, like, he's, he's like, you know, nobody's really picking us, which is a bit of an exaggeration. But there, like you said, there have been a lot of people picking the Reds. He said, but you know what? Nobody picked us to win the NL East in the past three years either. And he's right. Like, the Braves have never been the popular sexy pick to win the East yet. And they continue to do it. So, you know, they're not too concerned. They're very well aware of how talented this team is. They know, you know, Trevor Bauer, who's going to start game one for the Reds, He's very well might be the NL Cy Young winner. The Braves faced him when he was with the Indians last April, and they frustrated him. I think he threw like 117 pitches in that game, so uh, they just frustrated him with their patience at the plate, so, so a lot of the hitters in the lineup are familiar with him, but uh, the Reds are a really talented team, and you know this series overall, I think the Braves have the edge in the lineup and in the bullpen, but Cincinnati seems to have the edge in the rotation, so it's uh, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty well matched. I, I think I, I think it's going to go three, and it's going to be pretty close.
0: That's not a, a unpopular pick there to go three. Looks like the pitching matchup is going to be Max Fried, Trevor Bauer, game one. Possibly Ian Anderson, Luis Castillo, game two, and then Kyle Wright, Sonny Gray, if it goes game three. Gabe Burns, the AJC, joining us on the podcast. Gabe, redemption storylines are probably overdone in in our line of work but it feels like this one for the Braves is is pretty cut and dry right there for you no one uh gonna forget how last season ended is there some of that at play for this team we've heard them discuss it how much is that kind of playing on their psyche how much do you think it's motivating them going into this postseason
1: I do think it factors in you, you know I. We we do we look at the greater picture, especially those of us who are from Georgia and have lived this and have seen like since 01 what this team has has been through. But the reality is is you know I think Ronald Acuna was what three years old in two thousand. Like these guys don't uh, they don't really care about the big picture of misery of. You know, not just the brace, but just, you know, Georgia and Atlanta sports in general. I mean, that doesn't really register with these guys. But what I do tell people is the last two years do. Those are relevant. And that first year, they got knocked out by the Dodgers. They were just happy to be there. And that's something that Freddie has said. That's something they've acknowledged. They were genuinely just happy to have been there. And they played a team that was just way better than them, just way more experienced. Last year, they believe they should have won and I agree with them I thought they had more talent than the Cardinals they were better than the Cardinals for the entire season and then they had you know just Freddie being injured guys underperformed they couldn't hit with runners in scoring position they went 4 for 38 in those first 4 games So, so they look at that as a true missed opportunity and you know is it extra motivation I think that you know when you're in the postseason should you need any extra motivation no but it's certainly something that's at least present in the back of their minds that you know the bottom line is to be considered this elite elite team the top top of the line and over the last three years like we just said this team has been there but in order to be considered on the same tier as a team like the Dodgers you have to win in the postseason and to this point This is a franchise that has not done that in nearly two decades. So, I mean, it would be a big deal for them to even take that step forward uh, for these guys in the clubhouse.
0: Gabe, you've been as close to the team as anybody can be this entire season. I imagine for as much as a sprint as it's felt like for us who have just been watching at home, it's even more of a sprint for, for a guy like you. Playoffs starting today, watching the the Twins and Astros right now as we record this. How much fun are these new 16-team playoffs going to be, you think?
1: It's going to be really fun, I I think. I, I don't know that it's something that we want to see. All the time, you know, I go I go back and forth on exactly you know how I think they should do it. So I can't imagine how hectic it is up in New York when they're talking within the conversations they're having about this expanded postseason. I certainly don't think it should be eight teams in every league if you're sticking with 162 games because that does feel excessive. But if you wanted to cut it to six and just figure that type of stuff out, then yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for expanding it. It just feels like eight is too much. That said. Under these circumstances, I think this is—I think this is great. Um, you know, I, the sixty game is kind of like what we were saying with the Reds. You know, it doesn't really paint the full picture of a team, and you know we saw it with Washington last year. I mean, they were pretty terrible through their first fifty games, and they turned it around and wound up winning the thing. So, baseball has always been—it's—it's it's prided itself on being a marathon sport. It's something that makes it. Really, really different from the other two main leagues, really, because the NFL, it's, it's an every game matters thing, and with the NBA, it's really just get to the you know nothing really matters until you get to the playoffs. If you have the talent, you can just coast and and go from there. So it's uh, it's going to be really fun. This, this March Madness esque schedule is, is really unique, and uh, if it goes well, then I mean honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they did stick with this stick with eight. But either way, um, for this sixty-game season to to end like this, and to see teams like the Padres and the Marlins—I mean, teams that just—and White Sox, teams that just haven't been here in a long time—for them to get this opportunity and just, you know, to see them play and everything—I think that's meaningful too. So, I'm pretty excited to see it.
0: I agree. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and and for this kind of season, why not? Hey, let's get weird, Gabe. One question. I'll let you go. Not exactly playoff related, but I do want to get into uh, the Gabe Burns prediction business here. Marcelo Zuna, will he be in an Atlanta Braves uniform in twenty twenty
1: one? Oh, that's really tough to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, it, it you know it, it's a pretty popular question. It's something that we. we're all looking ahead and we're talking about and we're going to have plenty more time to talk about it whenever their postseason run ends there's a lot of factors at play with him i mean obviously this is the best i mean he had a really good 2017 i believe it was season and he he, uh, this has been a career year beyond what anyone could have imagined when they signed him it was a matter of you know can he replace x amount of josh donaldson's wealth production and he's been better than donaldson was and over i mean over the course of a 162 game season i mean he shatters donaldson's total so i good for him he certainly earned a payday it's we don't know the financial landscape uh of just baseball right now given the pandemic so you know he as far as hitters as far as free agent hitters go he has certainly earned a giant deal, whether that comes from the Braves or somebody else. For the Braves, they're gonna. There's a lot of things they're gonna have to factor in. You know, are they, they're gonna have to add guys to their rotation. They've got guys like Shane Green, Mark Melanson, Darren O'Day are gonna be free agents, so we could see some changes in that bullpen too. And they have a couple of young uh, stud outfielders in the minors, and Christian Pache, who played a tad this year, Andrew Waters. So. Is the is the DH? We assume it's going to be in 2022 and on. Will it be in next year? Is not official yet. Probably, but not official. That's what you're. So you're going to be paying Ozuna just for his offense. Uh, obviously, he's not a great defensive player. And I mean, there's just a lot to it that it's it's extremely hard to predict. As as you know, the Braves have not exactly been a team that is always quick to jump in the free agent market and spend a hundred million dollars on a huge multi-year deal. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. And with Ozuna, too, it's worth, you know, he even mentioned before that he showed up to spring training out of shape. I think he was two for 24 before the shutdown and that he used these, you know, what was it, four months or so off uh, to get himself back into shape to have the season that he's had. So, I mean, that's a factor too. I mean, that's something you have to keep, at least keep in the back of your mind. So... Uh, I, I I don't know that I feel totally comfortable predicting. I, I would just say I think that they should try extremely hard, obviously, to retain him. Um, but there's a lot of factors at play there that make it very difficult to kind of foresee what kind of contract he's going to get and what position the Braves are going to be in to offer it.
0: I appreciate the nuance. I think we'll, we'll go for more hot taking next time after the postseason, but I do appreciate the nuance from Gabe Burns, Braves beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Gabe, Braves fans hoping to read your writing on the season a lot more and meaning that the Braves postseason continues on. Gabe, appreciate the time. Uh, we'll, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon, my friend.
1: Yes, for sure. Thanks for having me
0: want to thank Gabe for his time and insight here on the WTOC Sports Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter, at Gabe Burns, AJC. Does some really great work following and covering the Atlanta Braves. The Major League Baseball playoffs start tomorrow for this team. They'll take on the Cincinnati Reds. Best of three series. Game one, first pitch set for noon tomorrow. That'll do it for this bonus episode of the WTOC Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with our regularly scheduled podcast on Thursday. Lindsey Goff and I will be breaking down Friday's biggest high school football matchups. We'll talk to you then.